God imprinted on my heart or God gave me the message. This is the title of the sermon that it is a season of the bride. It is a season of the bride. Sometimes you go online, you see them talking about kingdom marriages and all that. It is much more spiritual than that. Most of the times, what God gives signs and physical meaning to actually what is going on in the spirit. So you see um, physically and you see people and you see that, oh, there are kingdom marriages. You see people, kingdom people getting married and what have you and you're talking about it but spiritual is just God's sign of saying that I'm doing something spiritual I'm doing something spiritual sometimes we hear maybe this is a season of open door then we see, <laughs> we see that um, um, some dams have broken open and there's overflow and all other things it's like God is just giving us a sign the earth is telling us the season that it is in 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 our previous messages last year we learned that the earth has a voice the earth the earth is a personality it has a voice and it speaks not in the way that we do but it speaks just like how animals have the way they speak just so you know that everything god created has a voice and whatever god is doing he gives us physical sign so god will tell the prophets of old that name your son this and that or marry this person when you give birth give this name to this person that will be a representation of what god is doing in that time <laughs> hallelujah so jesus was named yeshua and he was the savior that was what god was doing god was saving mankind so in this season god said the season of the bride is as prophetic as it is and we are going to take our scripture from Genesis chapter 24. Yeah, the whole of chapter. Genesis chapter 24. And we are going to look at Isaac and Rebecca. How Isaac got his bride. How Rebecca was sent to her husband or her bridegroom to be. The scripture is taken from Genesis chapter 24 verse 1. Verse 1 to 2. Let's read the verse 1 to 2. Now Abraham was old, well advanced in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. So Abraham said to the oldest servant of his house, who ruled over all that he had, Please put your hand under my tie. And the verse says, And I will make you swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of the earth, that you will not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the king. You do not take my son back there. The Lord God of heaven, who took me from my father's house and from the land of my family, and who spoke to me and swore to me, saying, To your descendants, I gave this land. He will send his angel before you, and you shall take a wife from my, for my son from there. Verse 8. And if the woman is not willing to follow you, then you will be released from this oath. Only do not take my son back there. So, isn't this intriguing? Isn't this intriguing? Abraham on his dying bed, that what he was thinking about was a, a bride for his son. Son doesn't have a bride. The son is not married. So how does the promise come to pass? So Abraham had to see to it because he knew that his time was near. That his son gets a bride, and not just any bride, but the right to Claire. Yes. So the first, yes. 
So the first point you see here is Genesis chapter 24, verse 2. And in Genesis chapter 24, verse 2, it says, He said to the senior servant in his household, the one in charge of all that he had, put your hand under my tie. Hallelujah. God bless you, brother. Put your hand under my tie. And this is weird. Like, your servant should put the hand under your tie. Like, <laughs> that's weird. And the name of the senior servant, if you look at previous scriptures, is Eliezer of Damascus. Where Eliezer means God is help. And yes, Damascus also means silence is the sackcloth weaver. So Eliezer means God is help. And easy means help. Easy. God is our easy. When God brought the bride to Adam. The bride was meant to help Adam. That word there was easy. Easy. So, who else do we know as, as a helper or a help? It's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the other person that we know who has been called a help. That Jesus has said, this, is, this, this person will help you. Another one of myself will come. The gift of the Father, he will come and help you in all your ways. So I just said in John chapter 14, verse 15 to 17. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father. And he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. Because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he dwells with you and will be with you. Will be in you. Hallelujah. So the Holy Spirit is our helper. God sent the Holy Spirit on a mission to help bring us back to our bridegroom Jesus. So if you've not realized, Rebecca represents the bride of Christ and Isaac represents Jesus, the bridegroom. And we can even tell that from when his father wanted to sacrifice him, that whole encounter or that whole endeavor was a representation of Christ's death on the cross and everything. So Isaac here represents the bridegroom and Rebecca represents the bride of Christ. So Abraham sent his senior servant. Abraham sent his helper, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is our helper. So we can say God sent the Holy Spirit on a mission to help bring us back to our bridegroom Jesus. Wow. So it's not like God just sent the Holy Spirit to help us to live, to help us to do miracles and all that. But the Holy Spirit is here on a mission. And until his mission is completed, he can't go back. So we say God the Father is in heaven, Jesus is in heaven, but the Holy Spirit is on this earth. What is the Holy Spirit doing here? He is here on a mission to prepare us and bring us back to our bridegroom, Jesus. Wow. And placing placing a hand under his tie was a, a way of making a solemn promise. You can see that in Genesis chapter 47, verse 29. So in those days, that was how you make a solemn promise, a promise that you can't break. You place your hand under someone's tie. So that's why Eliezer placed his hand under Abraham's tie. And the second point is, do not become unequal with an unbeliever. Genesis chapter 24, verse 3. And I'll make you swear by the Lord, the God of heaven, and the God of the earth, 
that you will not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I dwell. Mashan tore rebosandala mashete rebosa mashete rebosa rama mashete rebosa rama mashete rebosa. So Abraham emphatically told his servant not to take a Canaanite because of a reason. God can't just take anyone as a bride for his son. God loves his son. He is the beloved of the father. He needs someone that can help his son carry the promise. He needs someone that is prepared. Someone that is perfect for the son. So God cannot just pick anyone like that. And in their time, the Canaanites were people that didn't, uh, they were not under God. They were not they are doing they are sinning doing all kinds of things and ungodly things with other girls adultery and what have you so that wasn't a suitable bride for this um abraham's son or the son of the promise let's call him like that in second corinthians chapter 6 verse 14 to 16 it says stop becoming unevenly yet with unbelievers what partnership can righteousness have with lawlessness what fellowship can light have with darkness? What harmony exists between the Messiah and Belial? Or what do a believer and an unbeliever have in common? What agreements can a temple of God make with idols? Wow. For we are the temple of the living God. Just as God said, I will live and walk among them. I will be their God and they will be my people. When we go into ex- Exodus chapter 34 16 it says you are not to take any of the adulterers for your sons otherwise when the adulterers prostitute themselves with their gods they may cause your sons to prostitute themselves with their gods so in a sense when you marry someone you don't just marry the individual you marry their beliefs you marry their vision you marry their gods <laughs> what what do they um like what do they do what um I'm saying this way, what makes them happy? What makes them tick? What are their interests? Remind their mindset. The last time that Daniel spoke about this um, Adam meeting Eve, and it was from him to him, that was the sermon. He spoke about these things that when Adam saw Eve, he, he immediately he, he said, This is bone of my bones. And flesh of my flesh and he went ahead to explain that the bone of my bone and the flesh of my flesh represent the mindset thoughts of the individual hallelujah hallelujah so yes when you marry someone when you get involved with someone you take upon their belief you take upon their gods if they've submitted to a god you become one with that god because they are in union with that god jesus said that when you you um let's say you have sex with a prostitute or something you become one with the prostitute in spirit your spirit become one so you take the things that are in the person so people do these things they go to church and after they have open doors and a lot of things are hunting them not because they are not believers but because they have created the space they have opened doors for demons to work in their lives so who is that person that you are getting married to sometimes we are so blinded by 
the physical qualities. So you need to get money, or the person is cool, it looks like it's from a good home, and all that. Whereas the spirit the person is carrying and the beliefs and things that are in the person's mind is detrimental to you. So God said, Don't be unequally you. God is not punishing you. God is telling you, God is saving you. God is saving you from a catastrophic life, from something that will eventually lead you to hell, or something that will eventually lead you into a miserable life. So Paul said, For we are the temple of God, just as God said, I will live and walk among them. What agreement can the temple of God make with idols? So that means that anyone that is not a temple of God is a temple of idols. Anyone that is not believing in Christ has his own idols or her own idols. So if you get involved with a person like that, you take upon their beliefs. You might say, oh, they have their beliefs, I have my beliefs. But you are living with the person, you are in union with the person. You become one with the person. I've seen some so many people where, let's say, I'm a believer who gets married to an unbeliever, and it's like, oh, I am a believer, and maybe I'll try and change him. <laughs> and years down the line, we see that the unbeliever rather changes the believer because they are in union, and they have the same mindsets. So yes, let's be careful of that. Within God lives inside of you. Don't be led with an unbeliever. Yes, are you the Holy Spirit? <laughs> are you the holy spirit if you feel like oh this person is for you pray for them pray for them allow them to change allow the holy spirit to change them until the holy spirit says okay this person is for you don't just try and say i am going to change them that's even pride hallelujah so yeah don't be unequally yoked with an un um, with an unbeliever and the next point is that a bride from a heavenly country, Genesis chapter 24, verse 3 to 4. And I will make you swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of the earth, that you will not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites, among whom I dwell, but you shall go to my country, to my family, and take a wife for my son Isaac. So, Literally, God is talking about his country. Abraham here represents God. <laughs> yes, and Isaac represents Jesus. Eliezer, the servant, represents the Holy Spirit who is here to serve us, to serve God. He's here on a mission. So the Holy Spirit is on earth for ministry. And literally, God is saying that I need a wife for my son. But then the wife I need should be from my country, where I'm from. So we can say the bride is to be of the kingdom of God and the family of Christ. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 15 to 16. If they had been thinking about what they had left behind, they would have had an opportunity to go back. Instead, they were longing for a better country that is a heavenly one. That is why God is not ashamed to be called their God because he has prepared a city for them. Hallelujah. They were thinking about, if, if they were thinking about what they had left behind, 
they would have had an opportunity to go back but instead they were longing for a better country a heavenly one yes so the church then becomes the bride of christ the church then becomes the perfect bride the perfect wife for jesus the bridegroom hallelujah let's continue the next point is a bride with a choice genesis chapter 24 verse 5 genesis 24 verse 5 and the servant said to him perhaps the woman will not be willing to follow me to this land must i take your son back to the land from which you came from hallelujah it says here in genesis 25 so literally the bride has a choice god has led the servant to the bride but the bride has a choice whether to follow the servant or not to follow so we say the holy spirit is a gentleman he won't force you he won't force you he will come to you but it is your decision to say i will go with you it is your decision to say yes before he comes into you so abraham said if she does if she is not willing to follow you then you are relieved of your oath hallelujah the holy spirit will never force us jesus is not coming back to live on earth as a man again i said must i take your son back to the land from which you came from abraham said no don't ever take my son back there jesus is not coming on earth again as a man to be born in a man in he's coming back but he's coming back as a king to take his bride with him hallelujah to actually the judgment of the world the end of the age so jesus is literally not coming back to live on earth as a man he has already conquered when he comes he's coming to judge our salvation is once and for all and to follow the holy spirit back to our bridegroom is one of our primary goals on earth so your primary goal on earth is not to live life well it's not to be successful it's not to be prosperous in the worldly sense but it is to go back and meet your bridegroom prepared it's going to be prepared a bride prepared a bride adorned hallelujah that is our primary goals on earth our next point is a messenger to prepare the way genesis chapter 24 verse 7 it says here in Genesis 24 verse 7, The Lord, God of heaven, who took me from my father's house and from the land of my family, and who spoke to me and swore to me, saying to your descendants, I give this land. He will send his angel before you, and he shall take a wife for my son from there. So God sent a messenger to prepare the way. God sent a messenger to prepare the way. So in this sense, taking it from the point where Jesus came. Jesus came to die and rose again. And for the Holy Spirit to actually come and live inside of you, you have to accept Jesus as Lord for him to cleanse you, make you anew before the Holy Spirit comes to dwell in you. We can say the messenger that God sent said i'll send an angel and an angel is a messenger 
so the messenger that god sent um let's say god sent before the, the holy spirit came was jesus because if jesus had not come to die the holy spirit will not come and live inside of us because there will be no um cleansing of our sins we won't be holy we won't be made virgin like we won't be newborn again we needed jesus to come and die for our salvation then the holy spirit comes so jesus said i have to go so that the gift of the father will come that was the father's plan all along jesus will come die for us rise again and when we believe and we are saved then the holy spirit comes to dwell in us because now we are holy and he can dwell within us hallelujah so jesus was sent from heaven to redeem us from our sins and cleanse us only when we accept jesus can we have the indwelling of the holy spirit to help us hallelujah so the bride god had to prepare the bride for the holy spirit to come and the holy spirit to come and take the bride back to the bridegroom hallelujah genesis chapter 24 verse 8 and if the woman is not willing to follow you then you will be released from this oath only do not take my son back there i think i spoke a little bit about this but let's go deeper so god can lead you to someone we are talking about, about us in dinner like god can lead you to someone but if the person says no you are released from that word maybe god will tell you oh this person is will be good for you as a husband this person i have this person in your life you know god will lead you to someone but if the person says no you are redeemed of that oath god can find another person for you hallelujah so that's what um abraham is saying here that go to go to my home country go and look for someone if you find that person that god has led you to and she says no i don't think i'm right for him you are released from the oath you are released from the oath of trying to find a bride for my son so in a sense when the holy spirit comes or the holy spirit has already come and the church said no we don't want you holy spirit he he's released from his own of cleansing washing preparing the bride for the bridegroom and we are all members of the church that means we are all body the body of the uh, the bride we are the body of the church and we are the body of the bride so if the holy spirit comes to you that you 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 are saved you know you are cleansed you are holy and the holy spirit comes to you that i'm i'm knocking on your door will you allow me in <laughs> you know and you say no i don't i don't want i don't want to i i don't want you to be in i don't i don't want you in my life i don't want to um i don't want to follow you i i can't do that i i, I like to live my life the way i want i don't want to be married to someone i don't want to live according to the rules of god and be prepared and you the holy spirit won't force you that by force i have to come and stay within you he will leave he will leave and that was the word that abraham gave to the servants that if you go and you come around them and you want to enter and you knock on the door and they don't open or they reject you you are released of that oath we are released of that oath even when jesus told the disciples that they should go and preach and he said if you go to a town 
or a place and they reject you or they say all sort of mean things against you shake the dust off your leg or shake the dust off your your feet to show that you are released from that hope their blood is not on your hands and that is the same with the holy spirit so jesus said that if you say something against me you'll be forgiven if you say yeah if you say said even if you say something against god you'll be forgiven but if you say something about against the spirit that has been sent to you you are doomed for life because he is to prepare you he is your seal for eternal life he is your seal that you will meet your bridegroom and if he doesn't live in you to prepare you to work with you to help you you are doomed you are condemned so jesus said every sin will be forgiven except the sin against the holy spirit rejection of the holy spirit hallelujah amen <laughs> hallelujah genesis 24 verse 9 oh, okay okay yes so genesis 24 verse 10 rather genesis 24 verse 10 it says here then the servant took ten of his master's camels and departed for all his master's goods were in his hands and he arose and went to mesopotamia to the city of nahor so god has now dispatched his spirit to us god has sent his spirit jesus has died and risen right now he's seated at the right hand of god the father now god has sent his holy spirit to go find the bride and prepare the bride hallelujah <laughs> hallelujah so the holy spirit was sent to us and he said he took his master's camels and departed so the holy spirit came with <laughs> should i say transportation yes and he also came bearing gifts so he came with the camels 10 camels and the 10 camels represent camels um, are a means of property they are beasts of burden for riding they are yeah so if you have any burden luggage you put it on the camel the camel can ride long distances and what have you so it carries a burden in, in general and abraham told the servant to go to mesopotamia which is also known as aram Nehirim. i hope i'm saying it right <laughs> that means aram of the two rivers aram of the two rivers and he said he should go to his his country which is um aram of the two rivers and aram means exalted and nahor to the city of nahor means snouting if you want me to go back snouting if you want me to go back i can go back aram means exalted aram Nehiram means aram of the two rivers nahor means snouting that is someone sleeping and snoring and camel is a beast of burden for riding forbidden for food so we can say here that in a time where the world was sleeping because now means nothing so literally in a time where the world was sleeping the world was sleeping god sent his holy spirit to find a bride wow so the time where the world was sleeping um, there is darkness in the world and the Holy Spirit was sent to us to find the bride to prepare the bride 
Hallelujah. It says in John chapter 16 verse 7, But very truly I tell you, it is for your good that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. So Jesus said, unless I go away, the advocates will not come to you. But if I go, I'll send him to you. And the fact that the camel is a beast of burden, it carries your burden. The Holy Spirit didn't just come, but he came with um, the camels or he came with things that will carry your burden. So Jesus said, come to me, all who are burdened and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. In the When the Spirit resides within you, that is, he, he will lead you to rest <laughs> because you know, the camel will lead them back to their travels, back to the bridegroom. So literally, the Holy Spirit will lead you to rest. When the Holy Spirit starts within you, he will lead you to a place where your burdens are being carried by Jesus. Hallelujah. So let's continue. Let's continue. Genesis 24 verse 11. Genesis 24 verse 11. And he made his camels kneel down outside the city by a well of water at evening time. The time when women go out to draw water. So the servants was very specific. He knew the times where women go out to draw water. They go early in the morning and evening. He went and he gathered his camels around the world. Hallelujah. That in first someone. 9 verse 11 as they were going up the hill to the town they met some young going out to draw water and they told them is the seer here so it was the practice of the women to go out to draw water at that exact time the servants reached the town yeah yes so when the servants got to the well of water at the village he 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 made his camels kneel down outside the city by a well of water at evening time when the women go out to draw water and this was a customary thing that they did they either go in the morning or in the evening and this was very strategic because when we come to john chapter 4 verse 5 we see jesus doing the same thing jesus got to the samaritan village and what jesus did was he also leaned at the well at, at, at a well hoping that um and he sent the disciples and when the samaritan woman come he, he came he asked her for water that he was thirsty and he asked her for water if you look at john chapter 5 john chapter 4 verse 5 to 8 jesus arrived at the samaritan village of sika near the field that jacob had given to his son joseph worried by his long journey he sat on the edge of jacob's well and sent his disciples into the village to buy food but for it was already afternoon Soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. Jesus replied, If you only knew who I am and the gift that God wants to give you, you'd give you ask me for a drink and I would give you living water. So Jesus asking the Samaritan woman for water or that he was thirsty is the same thing that the servants was doing. Genesis 24, verse 12 to 14. Then he said, Oh Lord God of my master Abraham, please give me success this day and show kindness to my master Abraham. Behold, here I stand by the well of water and the daughters of the men of the city are coming out to draw water. Now let it be that the young woman to whom I say, please 
let down your pitcher that I may drink. And she says, drink, and I will also give your camels a drink. Let her be the one you have appointed for your servant Isaac. And by this I will know that you have shown kindness to my master. Hallelujah. So, the same thing that happened to Jesus. Jesus went to a well and a woman came to fetch water. It was, just the, it was only that woman. Jesus said, he's thirsty. And they, um, she, he spoke with the Samaritan woman. And at the end, he was telling the Samaritan woman that she, she should have either asked him for water. And he would have given him a, a living water that would never run dry. We see the same thing play here. And the servant, Abraham's servant, prayed that God, this is how I want to recognize the woman that you have given. I only ask her for my water, but she give me and we we'll see that he didn't even finish praying. And Rebecca came. But this is what I want us to take note here. The servant prayed to God for a countless moment of right time and right place. He prayed to God that let a woman come. That will not just, he gave God the, the instances that will make him show or a sign that will know that this is the woman that you have. Hallelujah. And you would think that, oh, he just prayed a prayer. But I believe he was moved by the Holy Spirit to pray this prayer. Because the fact that when he started praying, he didn't even finish saying, Amen. And Rebecca came. And she was the only one that came. Shows that God had already planned for Rebecca to be there. God had already planned how Rebecca was going to be there. How he was going to meet Rebecca. How they were going to talk and God just moved the servant to pray the prayer that he has already planned ahead. So you realize that this prayer wasn't just an ordinary prayer of him trying to. It was moved by the Holy Spirit. Now makes us understand that we should allow the Holy Spirit in our prayers. We should allow the Holy Spirit move us in our prayers. The desires of our hearts. He puts the desires in our hearts when we are in his will. Because Abraham sent the servant. And he was able to pray this prayer. So he was in God's will. It was God's will that he gets a, a wife for Abraham's son at that place, on that journey. Everything was perfectly ordained. So even in his prayers, God moved him to pray the prayers he wanted him to pray. Prayers that were in his will. Prayers that were in line with what God was planning. Hallelujah. So he followed the leading and direction of the, of, of the father to find a bride for his master's son. Scripture says the spirit has the mind of God. So he chooses according to the will of God. If the Holy Spirit chooses you to do something, he's not just doing it on his own. He's choosing according to the will of God. He knows the mind of God. We say it in prayer. Holy Spirit, help me to pray according to the will of God. You know the mind of God. So the spirit goes totally in the direction and leading of the father. And he knows the mind of God. He knows the mind of God. He has the, he has downloaded in his mind the mind of God. Whatever he does is in God's will. Hallelujah. So, and also the camels, as I said, were burden carriers. They carry your burden. So the servant needed someone who would not only give him a drink. Because he was thirsty from the journey. But also water that which was dear to him. Water the camels. Because the camels were dear to him. So in a sense, the bride of Christ should not only settle the test of Christ. Or the test of the spirit. 
but also she should settle and serve that which concerns him and that is ministry last year i shared this even in the group he was saying that we being his bride we being in union with him means that we don't only have him but then we have his burdens so we if you if let's say you are come you come in union with someone or there's marriage or something the person's burden becomes your burden your burden becomes the person's burden so it's like whatever the person does the person's ministry should be your ministry it should concern you maybe not and uh, you may not be in it mainstream but at the background you have to support so she need, didn't only need to give the servant water but she needed to water the camels and that is what identified her as the right person for the son so when the holy spirit comes to you you don't only quench his test you don't only spend time with him you don't only commune and be in union with him but you also do that which he desires that which he wants you to do if he wants you to minister to someone you minister to someone if he wants you to do this you do that if he tells you this is good for you i think you should do this you do it so as the bride of christ you don't only have christ but you also take upon his responsibilities hallelujah and that is what that is what that was the pointer for the servant to identify the bride for his master's son genesis 24 verse 15 and it happened before he had finished speaking that behold rebecca who was born to beth noel son of milka the wife of nahor abraham's brother came out with her picture on her shoulder wow wow that is powerful that is powerful so rebecca was from the family of abraham though abraham now work yeah so rebecca was from the family of abraham abraham now worked with god though but you can say the family was kind of the same and we say that's relating to where they lived because Nahor means snorting so you can say abraham had woken up but the family was still sleeping hallelujah so the servant was to go and bring a wife from the town the holy spirit came to call us out of the crowd he came to call us from the crowd he didn't come so that you'll be like everyone else he didn't come so that you'll be identified with everyone else he came so that you'll be set apart you'll be consecrated as a bride prepared for her beloved when the servant went he didn't have to he abraham said don't send my son there rather bring the, the bride to that place so god came to call us out of the crowd crowd to set us apart to consecrate us hallelujah and it says that it happened before he had finished speaking that behold rebecca who was born to bethanel came out with her picture so you realize that the women were supposed to come at that time because he even prayed that this is the time the women come out but some way somehow no woman came out except rebecca <laughs> this could just be god this could just be god who knows if the 
women had come out, he would have been confused. God, this shows that God set it up that only Rebecca came out. Only at that time when they were all supposed to come. In a, in a way, God made all of the women have excuses. And only Rebecca came. A curious moment, right timing, right place. He didn't even finish speaking. And his the answer to his prayer was there. So you can say God has already answered his prayer. God was just waiting for him to pray about it. To know that he is involved. To know that he is leading him. He is guiding him. Hallelujah. Genesis 24 verse 16 says, Now the young woman... The young woman was very beautiful to behold, a virgin. No man had known her. And she went down to the well, filled her pitcher and came up. So this was a young woman, not a grown woman. <laughs> Though it differs like in most places, brides are mostly young women who are yet to go into grown women. So with a reference to the bride, when we accept Jesus as Lord and our personal Savior, He cleanses us of sins and guilt. We become born again like a virgin bride. When Jesus was speaking to Nicodemus, He said, You will be born again. And Nicodemus was like, Should I go back to my mother? And Jesus was like, No. <laughs> so when you accept Christ, when he, he comes to live in you, he cleanses you of guilt and everything. You become new. You become like a virgin bride. Pure, beautiful, and young. As I said, you, as born again believers, we go every day to the well to draw water to satisfy our thirst for our Savior. So now you are born again. What you do is that now you have to go to the well every day. And when you go to the well, you satisfy your, your test. Jesus said, come, all you who are thirsty, come. If you are thirsty, come and drink for me. I am, come and drink for me. He's, I said he's the spring of life. Hallelujah. So once we become born again, we go to the well every day to satisfy our test. There is no a day that we won't go. Hallelujah. So, he, he saw the young woman, she was beautiful, she was a virgin, she came to the well. Hallelujah. Genesis 24 verse 17 to 19 says, And the servants ran to meet her and said, Please, let me drink a little water from your pitcher. So she said, Drink my Lord. Then she quickly let her pitcher down to her hand and gave him a drink. And when she had finished giving him a drink, she said, I will draw water for your camels also until they have finished drinking. And I don't know, but I, I think I heard that camels can drink up to like 40 gallons of water or like 10 gallons. And for the woman, like Rebecca was some strong woman. For her to be fetching water to water all those camels. Camels can drink water. And she didn't only give the man water, but she also watered the camels. That was some tough tax. But she passed. So the bride didn't just quench the test of the servants, but all his camels too, of which she offered to do it. The only, so you can say the Holy Spirit didn't even ask her to do it, but she did it. Hallelujah. The servant didn't ask her to water, but he prayed that she will water. 
and she offered to do it willingly. Hallelujah. The bride was ready for service. We can see that through how she ran and quickly served the man. That is supposed to be our nature as believers. We have to be ready for service. We are soldiers on a battlefield. We have to run and quickly serve the Lord. The camels drank lots of water. What she did was amazing. Genesis 24 verse 20 to 21 says, Then she quickly emptied her pitcher into the trough, ran back to the well to draw water and drew for all his camels. And the man, wondering at her, remained silent so as to know whether the Lord had made his journey prosperous or not. Like, Rebecca was really struck. Hey, she was just running, going back, and she, she, she watered all the camels. The camels were thin, by the way. She watered all the camels, even gave the man water to drink. And I, I believe the man didn't come alone. If you read the scripture, you realize that he came with other people because the man was the one who was in charge of all that Abraham had. And Abraham was very rich. He was a very wealthy man. So the man came with a troop. The man could have asked one of the men to water the camels. I'm sure there were seven there were servants among them because he was a chief servant. But he wanted the bride to do it. Rebecca could have said, Why don't you allow one of your men to do it? You can have my picture. And I'm sure they had a picture. They had their own jar that they used to fetch the water. But see how God answered the prayer of the servant. And in Genesis chapter 24, verse 22, it says, So it was when the camels had finished drinking that the man took a golden nose ring, weighing half a shekel, and two bracelets for her wrist, weighing shekels of gold. So <laughs> this is for those who, those who, those who you know, they, they have um, sentiments about nose rings. <laughs> so Abraham's servant gave the bride a nose ring, weighing half a shekel. And two bracelets for her wrist, weighing ten shekels of gold. Hallelujah. So the nose ring on the, the golden nose ring on, on her nose is golden, so it's divine. Represents discernment. Her discernment. And the two bracelets. Going into the two bracelets. Yeah. It says here that the two bracelets upon her law. The law written on two tablets or two tables of stone. When the law written on Mount Sinai, it was written on two tables of stone and given by the hands of Moses. So the two bracelets that the servant gave to Rebecca, and he put it on both hands. It's it could represent the law that was given on Mount Sinai on two tablets of stone. Hallelujah. So they were put one against another. Five against five, five hands, five fingers, sorry, against five fingers, which is hands, being the instrument of action, may denote good works. So the golden bracelet that he gave the bride was for her to do good works. So the Holy Spirit will give you ornament, will give you gifts that will help you to do good works. He will give you a nose ring to help you discern as the bride of Christ. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 24 verse 23 to 24 says, And after the servants was like, Whose daughter are you? 
tell me please is there room in your father's house for us to lodge so she asked she said to him i am the daughter of Bethnuel, milker's son whom she bore to nahum the holy spirit will always ask if there's a room for him to stay he as i said he's a gentleman he doesn't just enter so when he asked rebecca that is there room in your father's house so that we can stay whose daughter are you and everything rebecca replied that there is a room there is a room they have room in their house so as he always asks do you have room for me because he can't just enter you have to allow him in before he comes in sometimes we can't there are people that can't allow the holy spirit in because they have already occupied their hearts or their minds with certain things there are some people that are grieving and they fill their minds and hearts with alcohol with lust with women and god knows that the spirit can come in because you have filled your heart you have filled your mind with certain things other than him hallelujah so if you actually look at it that oh there are people that are alcoholics there are people that do drugs there are people it's not the fact that they are doing drugs is the reason behind what they are doing the fact that they are they are seeing it as their god they've already they have their heart instead of them to go to god for their um to go to god to help them with what they are grieving to go to god to fill them with the love to go to god to fill them with um is it value is it approval that they need they are filling it with other things hallelujah and that is why the holy spirit can't enter so whenever the holy spirit comes you ask is there a room for me is there room for me in your house and there's some of us believers that we allow the holy spirit in certain parts of our life but other parts of our life we don't allow the holy spirit in and it becomes chaotic and what have you and after we are like god you were there but you never allowed me in you never allowed me in yes is there room for me in your house you never allowed me in that's what god would say you will like god you you were there you know i go to church every Sunday. i read the word i pray but allow this to happen and sometimes god is like i know i was there but you never allowed me in that part of your life you never allowed me in your relationship you never allowed me in your work you never allowed me in your finances you thought you do it on your own so i left you so the holy spirit always me he will always ask you is there room for me would you allow me in if you allow me in i'll come and help you i remember the time where i had to really really surrender to god i think i was on my bed and i realized that no nah, i haven't surrendered i knew i haven't surrendered and at that time i just knew i, I got everything just take take charge of everything like everything for my schooling to my future to my relationships with people to my character to everything like i allow you in i won't try and do it on my own any longer to my prayer life to my bible study life to my friends i allow you in my finances i allow you in my health lord i allow i won't try to do it on my own i allow you in the holy spirit is asking is there room for me in your house yes he's not an intruder he's a gentleman he's not an intruder hallelujah we are praying that may you allow god in those places where it's difficult may you allow god in 
may you allow God in. May you allow God in. You should allow God in. There are some of us here that we've been through so many things. I know we go to church, we are learning, we are growing, but we don't allow God in certain areas of our lives. And it's eating us up. It could be unforgiveness. And it's eating up. You know you can't forgive. Go to God. Say, God, I allow you. Help me to forgive. You know you are dealing with a struggle. Is it lust? Is it pornography? Is it anything? Tell God, oh God, I allow you into that part of my life. Please help me. I've tried on my own. <laughs> Please help me. You have to allow God in. There are some that have been in bad relationships. And after we are like, God, God, you didn't you see it? God, didn't you? But you never allowed in. You never allowed the Holy Spirit to help you, lead you to that partner. You, you never allowed God in. There are some that are frustrated because they are searching for a job. You are frustrated. I've gone here. I've gone there. You're like, God, won't you help me? And God is like, you never allowed me in. You were just doing it and telling me to answer your prayer. You never allowed me in. So we have to allow the Holy Spirit in. Jesus said in John chapter 14, verse 2 to 7, My father's house has many dwelling places. I will tell you plainly, because I go to prepare a place for you. And when everything is ready, I will come back and take you to myself, so that you will be where I am. And you already know the way to the place where I'm going. My father has many dwelling places. You are the house. You are the dwelling place that Jesus is talking about. That his father will dwell. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's 1 Corinthians 12 verse 18. But God has carefully designed each member and placed it in the body to function as he desires. So God has designed you individually. You are the dwelling place and he has placed you in the body. Though we are all the dwelling places of God, we are all in one body. And God has um, carefully designed us to function as he desires. Hallelujah. Let's move on. I want to try and end. Yeah, I'm, I'm almost nearing the end anyway. Genesis 24 verse 25 to 27. Moreover, she said to him, We have both straw and feed enough and room to lodge then the man bowed down his head and worshiped the lord and he said blessed be the lord god of my master abraham who has not forsaken his mercy and his truth toward my master as for me being on the way the lord led me to the house of my master's brethren so when the servants encountered rebecca he didn't know rebecca was from the house he only knew rebecca was from the country so when he asked rebecca he said oh i am the daughter of um, bethanel who was the son of Milcah? Yes. Then he realized, oh, so that's Abraham's brother. And the servants blessed God. So it was very important that the servant brings a bride from his master's house. And we talked about it. He said, God has not forsaken his mercy and truth towards my master. So because of Jesus, because of God's mercy towards Jesus, because of God's mercy, uh, um, God's truth, mercy and truth towards Jesus. He finds a bride suitable for his son. Hallelujah. The next point is that we the bride, because we are all part of the body of the bride, we the bride, we need to testify about the bridegroom to the world. 
Genesis 24, verse 28 to 31. So the young woman ran and told her mother's household these things. Now Rebecca had a brother whose name was and Laban ran out to the man by the well. So it came to pass when he saw the nose ring and the bracelet on his sister's wrist and when he heard the words of his sister rebecca saying thus the man spoke to me that he went to the man and there he stood by the camels at the well and he said come in oh blessed of the lord why do you stand outside for i have prepared the house and the place for the camels wow if you've not already gotten this the the bride went ahead to tell the family about the man he had encountered he told the family about everything he showed the family the nose ring he showed the family the um the bracelets on the hands and when he showed them his the brother laban went to see if what the, the sister said is true and when he went he also allowed the, the servants in and even had feed for the servants camels also where does this get us? The bride, we the bride, we need to tell the world about our encounter with the Holy Spirit. It is time for us, the bride, the season of the bride, it is time for the bride to show off the ornaments that God has adorned her with. So that others, unbelievers, may hear her words and see the gifts, the adornment through her beauty and belief. God has given you discernment. God has given you gifts. He has empowered you to work. You have the word. Hallelujah. You don't only say, you don't only talk about you show them the word. You show, you you discern. It's time for the bride to show the world. We have to tell the world about Jesus. We have to tell the world about our encounter with the Holy Spirit, the treasures that we are enjoying, the gifts that we are enjoying, how the gifts and adornments that the Holy Spirit has adorned us with has made us beautiful so that they will believe. They, they don't only need to hear, they need to see. So after Rachel... After Rachel has spoken to the servants, she ran to evangelize to her family. It is time for us to evangelize. God is calling the bride to evangelize to the world. And when she evangelized, they believed. Said the brother saw the nose ring. He saw the bracelets on his wrist. He heard the words. And that's how he believed. And he went to see for himself. <laughs> Hallelujah. He went to see for himself. He believed. Hallelujah. It is time. It is time. It is time for us to, to preach Christ to the world. It is time for us to show the world the ornament. It is time for us to shine our light. It is time for us to show our beauty. It is time for us to, you know, the salt to be taste to be tastier, to add the salt to the food. So that it will be tasty. Hallelujah. The world needs us. The world needs our wisdom. We need to show where Jesus is. We need to show the world Jesus. I can't remember there was a time I had a dream. And in the dream, I was showing some people where they can get um, uh, the very best food <laughs> in the area. And I was showing the people that this is the way. I just stood there and I showed them. That, oh, this is the way to get the food. It is time for us to show people where to get food. 
it is time for us to show people Jesus so they can know them for themselves. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is time for us to show. After Rachel ran, after Rachel ran to evangelize to her family, they believed. They believed because of her words. They believed. They saw her brother came to see for himself. So when he believed, he went to see for himself. And he also opened his heart for the Holy Spirit to come true. He literally invited the Holy Spirit to come true. Hallelujah. So the bride ought to point the world to Jesus. When we point the world to Jesus, they will see for themselves. Clarity. We talk about living a life of righteousness, peace, and joy. Let's show the world. Let's show the world. Come and see. Come and see. Come and see. That's the season of the bride. Come and see. I don't know if it's Thomas that went to call his friend Nathaniel. But I said, come and see. Come and see. Come and see. Call his friend to come and see. Hallelujah. Come and see. Come and see. Is that Come and see the goodness of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's move on to the next scripture. Genesis 24, verse 32 to 37, that is first spent. Genesis 34. Yeah, so Philip, rather, not Thomas, Philip called his friend Nathaniel to come and see Jesus. He met Jesus, he encountered Jesus, and he called his friend Nathaniel to also come and see Jesus. It's time for the church to evangelize. Genesis 24. Verse 32. And I just heard the voice of the Lord clearly. He said, Thou says the Lord, it is time for my church to evangelize. God is saying that now the evangelism is not going to be season of you know us going the streets is 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 in a way it's it's passing away. There is a new season, a technological season. And God says he's bringing you ideas of how to evangelize. Thou said that it is time for the, the, the bride of Christ, the church, to evangelize. Evangelize your friends, to your family, to people around the world. Just evangelize. Do that which God has called you to do. Jesus commissioned us to preach the word to all nations. Just like how Rebecca ran. She didn't even walk. She ran to go and tell them. Evangelize. It is time to bring them in. Hallelujah. It is time to go out to the world and evangelize. Say so he has given us the power. He has given us the authority to evangelize in masses. New season. It's a new way. Don't let anyone up on how you are evangelizing creativity to evangelize hallelujah thank you jesus for this word we decree because we're working this word in let's we continue with the last story about jesus and his bride hallelujah Let's pray. Let's pray. Mashan taraba shote, masun terebo shatali arababa sheita, marun terebo sarababa sheita rebosa, mashan tali kabaraba zundi, mashi terebo sarababa shanta rababa sheita, mukun terebo shatarababa sheita. Oh Lord, make us a bride, a bride prepared. Oh Lord, prepared for 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 your son, mashan tikira basita. We allow you in, O oh Lord. Take charge of every word on our. Of our own. Ma 
take charge lead us direct us make us a, a bride worthy of your son adorn us with gifts adorn us with gifts that will help us do good works in the mind evangelize Jesus this season Lord as you have said is the season of the bride you will preach the gospel to the nations Musantarabasheta Marama Lendu Rakabuzi Diara Oh Lord Abasanda Kenza Maraba Vashay Terebosa Mashay Terebosa Mashay Terebosa Narababasheta I see us preaching to masses evangelize where and to mass open door has been opened for us to preach the gospel for us to evangelize to people Marama Shay Terebosa Makenderebosa Jerusalem Makenderebosa Mashay Terebosa Lord prepare us prepare us for that which is ahead of us in the mighty name of Jesus, Maron Terebosa Rababasheta, Lamakin Terebosa, Mashe Terebosa, Malinda Rabazeta, Mare Muzanda, Marida Mashandekea, Maron Terebose Terebosa, Marama Zita in you, Marabosa, Malanda Hikarabajo, Sunday, Rama Mashita, empower us to do your will this year. Marum de Wea, Majandi Lama Remozinti, Makandi Kerebo, Rama Mashita, Rama Mama Rendi, Rama Mama Lendi Kai Kadaya, Maika Bazonde Lebosa. Sunday, my Ramazan Derebosha, Kadia Rababasheta, Lama Sunday. We thank you, Lord. Bless you. As I was praying, the only thing I saw, and I saw it so vividly, I saw us preaching to the masses, I saw us evangelizing to the masses. We take this word deep and we declare and declare that indeed, as God has said, that is what we do. We will preach the gospel, we will evangelize to the masses. Hallelujah. This is our season. This is the season of the bride. And we are not keeping quiet. We are not keeping quiet. We have kept quiet so long. We are not keeping quiet. We are showing the world the beauty that God has given us. We are showing the world the adornment that God has given us. We are not keeping quiet we are not being silent we have been silent for too long but this is a time where the bride is awakening god is awakening his bride and we will walk in the way of the holy spirit in the mighty name of jesus it is time for the bride to stand it is time for the bride to work it is time for the bride to serve and what are the camels the bride has been going to the well every day for water now the water is needed for the camels now the water is needed to quench the test of the spirit in the mighty name of jesus amen if there's not a word that you heard here today let this ring in your spirit it is time to evangelize
it is time to speak to the masses about jesus god will bring the people to you god will fund your creativity god will fund how you want to do it he is the god of creativity he is the master architect hallelujah he is the master weaver hallelujah God will fund your mission. God will fund your vision. God will fund it because he puts the desires in your heart. He leads you in the way to go. This is a season of the bride and we are all part of that body of the bride. That body of Christ, that church. No longer are we going to do Sunday service, no. But we are going to do ministry. It's time for the church to do ministry. It's time for the church. Quickly, we are running to do the will of God. Father, we receive your word. Father, we receive your voice. We are open to hear. We are open to hear. In the mighty name of Jesus. As I feel the word has dropped into someone's spirit. So if God is telling you to tell us something, please, please put it down in the comment section before we go. Hallelujah. Please put it down in the comment section. God has told you to tell us something for the season, a word for the season. Please put it down before we go. Yes, you can do an audio. You can do an audio. Of course, you can do an audio. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you for today. We thank you for such a powerful word. We thank you for a stirring. We thank you for a fire. We thank you that we've heard your word. We thank you that you've spoken to us individually. You've spoken to what? treasures in your message we thank you that have your way in the mighty name of jesus amen hallelujah and with that being said school of the spirits is officially open for this year amen